Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. It's warm in here, man. Why is it so warm in here? Who did this? I'm gonna light a candle. Set the mood. Ooh, the mood podcast. All right, you beautiful babies. We're about to make some podcast babies together. So cool it down, speed it up, and let's go. Uh, what's up, dude? Oh, nothing. That's it. What's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's Monday. Just, you know, there's a list of 8,000 things I need to do. Yeah. Just been trying to do that. Oh, man. Oh, nothing. <laughs> Usually that's followed with like, oh, nothing, you know, what's going on with you? Um, that was amazing. Just oh, nothing. And then nothing. <clears throat> and then I was Literally it. Just dead air. <laughs> Did you listen to the episode last week with Derek Paith filling in for you? Of course not. But I oh. did listen to the teaser on Instagram. And what are you guys talking about? Shit again? <laughs> like, is there? Do you talk about anything else when in, I'm gone? Or in his shit? in his defense, he wanted me to cut it. He said, "I don't want to be always talking about shit." And then I said, "So I said like, I can't cut the shit bit." And then he, and then we both at the same time went shit bit. Like Fitbit, and then it was just like, what if you had this device that tracked your shits all the time? And then that's it was, kind of genius. I know, and and that, and then once we got, once we figured out where the punchline was, then I couldn't cut it because it was just too funny. So Derek is officially the shit guy. Yeah, he's a shitty guy. <laughs> what did you guys do while he was in town? Did you have a big boys' time? We went to dinner a couple times. We drank lots of whiskey. We we no joke. We finished. Three bottles of whiskey. Oof. Yeah, we finished a bottle of Bullet, a bottle of mm -hmm. like really nice Maker's Mark, like fancy Maker's Mark, and then a mm -hmm. bottle of something else that was really good. I was like, take the recycling out, and I was like, man, the recycling people are going to just think I'm a huge alcoholic, <laughs> which maybe I am. I don't know. Yeah. But it was good to have him over here, and it was fun. It was the first time I had done a podcast with someone else in the room in over a year oh, and a half. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I do apologize because last week we didn't talk about The Bachelor because Derek and I recorded before The Bachelor oh. aired. But if you wanted to hear my thoughts on it, just go to listen to Nick's podcast or Caitlin's podcast. They both had me on. And <laughs> here's the thing. I can be honest with the YFTers. Tears. I thought I was going on those guys' podcast to be like, waka, 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 funny joke, funny joke. Don't forget to watch Bachelor in Paradise. Instead, mm -hmm. I walk into half the country hates Katie and half the country mm -hmm. hates Greg. But I would love to know your thoughts on it because I, I assume you watched it. I did, yeah. I watched it, and I want to know yours too because I'm sorry, but I have not listened to Nick Vial's podcast or Caitlin's. Um, <laughs> my mom and I talked a little bit about it on Cyberstone. Wait, should we start the show? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel like we do this. Yeah, I know. Is it you or me? Go for it, because I did it last week with Derek. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy, she's back, back in town. We missed her for one week, because Derek came and talked a bunch of shit, literally. This is so funny, because we're doing this like two weeks late, but whatever. It's so bad, I yeah. know. We're, we don't have to talk very long about it, but yeah. I talked a little bit about it with my mom because it was fresh. Like, I just watched it when she and I um, talked last week, but 
like my initial my initial thoughts were that Katie was in the wrong a bit. Here was my thing about it. I say this because I kind of recognize what's going on here in my own past experiences a little bit. So my take on it is learning from my own lessons, I guess, what Katie probably should have done with this super sensitive emotional guy. But here was my thing. I felt like Greg like laid his heart out, right? Poured his heart out to her at the hometown. He's a super emotional guy, super sensitive guy, and he's laying it all out there. And she just kind of sat there and stared at him and didn't really say anything back. And listen, I get her take of, I don't want to say I love you to anyone until the end. Respect the hell out of that. I get, you know, that this is a show and there's a process and there's a way things work. And obviously from their conversation, like in the dark corner, she said to him before, you know, we got to let this play out, like hang in there, like just, you know, trust me on this, whatever. Like you can tell that she's had those conversations with him before. I think all that's fine. And she was not in the wrong in any of that. But I do think with a guy like that, you can't just sit there and say nothing when they pour their heart out to you. And I feel like as, as a girl that's not, I'm not super emotional and I'm not super sensitive that that gets me in trouble when like somebody pours their heart out to me and then I don't do it back and guys get really upset about that. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I can see what triggered Greg to go off the deep end. I think it was a little bit dramatic. I, I'm a little shocked he just left, but I also kind of see why he was upset. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean. And I can see it because I've kind of done it to people yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Listen, so just so the YFT ears know, we're recording this before the last episode airs. So I don't really know what happens tonight. I've heard through the grapevine of what happens, but I don't really yeah, know same. what happens. My first take on it is, bro, did you watch any show before you came on this one? I mean, yeah. Did did you have any foresight to understand kind of the playbook of what this show is and what people kind of do? If you did and you're being like this, then what the fuck? And if you didn't, well, shame on you because this is a show where ultimately you could get engaged and you should kind of know what's going to happen to you. So mm -hmm. in that respect, I'm like, bro, unless you're Ben Higgins, like I made the joke, like Ben Higgins ruined it for everyone because he told everyone he loved them, you know? But yeah. like in years, <laughs> in years past, you don't do that. Because when you right. when you do that, then you've automatically ended the show. If it's just for one person, a la right. Colton. You know, he was all in mm -hmm. for Cassie. Mm -hmm. The show's effectively over once everyone kind of knows the ending. Yeah. Peter went all in on Maddie. Then he did the thing where he was like, oh, she didn't want me, uh, Hannah Ann. You know, like the show's effectively mm -hmm. over. So for him to be upset at something that like Katie's trying, you know, she's the bachelorette. She is. You know, she's trying to keep the show together, I would assume. I'm sure she's also getting a little bit of motivation from other people being like, hey, you got to mm -hmm. play your cards close to your vest here, you know? For sure. Part of me wonders if he, maybe it was subconscious, but if he's somehow thinking like he's above that where it's like well you know she needs to love me enough that she'll throw out the rules rule book for me kind of thing yeah which and, is really selfish well and so here's the interesting part of that whole thing because the the argument is is that katie didn't show him enough when he was his most vulnerable which mm -hmm. you have an argument there but you can also say in katie's defense and i'm not taking anyone's side here but you can also say in katie's defense that she gave him more positive affirmation in their relationship than anybody else in the show. 
My other thing about it is, is that what's getting lost in the wash is the other guys. You know, it sucks if you're these other guys having to watch your back, especially if she does choose Blake or Justin or Michael comes. I don't know what the fuck happens. You know, like it sucks mm -hmm. for those guys. One, having to watch your back and two, being like, oh, you never really wanted me. You just wanted a great. And I think that that's what Katie was trying to protect everyone from. You know, mm -hmm. herself included yeah. and those guys. And I understand, dude, he's, you know, it's his heart, it's his life, he's thinking about himself. But dude, there's other people involved. So right. that's my thing. He just wanted her to say, I love you. And it's just like, well, dude, I feel like I told everyone that I'm not saying I love you until the end, you know, like, so right. I don't know what to tell you. I was just thinking like maybe she could have said, and this is, this is like, you know, funny coming from me because I'm the worst at communicating yeah, yeah, my yeah. feelings, but like maybe, you know, if she could have just said like, oh my gosh, like that means the world to me that you've just, you know, said all that and like, wow. Or just like, I don't know, like shown some sort of emotion without having to say the L word yeah. maybe would have sufficed for him. I don't know. I don't know. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah. The other thing is this. You went from, I'm pouring my heart out. You fill a hole that hasn't been filled since my father passed away. Yada, yada, yada. I was ready to get down on one knee to 17 hours later, you're bailing. Like, I mean, yeah. And, and so th here's where like I, and this is going to sound so middle of the road, but it's how I feel. And also this whole thing's so nuanced. There's so much cells left in the cutting room floor that people are never going to know about, but it's very, very nuanced. I totally understood what Greg was saying the night of the hometown and like the conversation where he poured his heart out and then the conversation in the dark and then the conversation in the car. I uh, totally get it. And I'm like, on on board. What I didn't like with what Greg did was the second day he had made up his mind. He fucking walks out like chases after him, gets down on one knee, is like basically like begging him to stay, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just like if this is supposed to be a microcosm of the real world, are you telling me that the first time you guys get in an argument, you're fucking leaving? You're bailing. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I don't think she filled a hole in your heart because if it was that, if that was the truth, <laughs> you're fucking sticking around. Mm hmm. Here's my thing. I just feel bad for the other guys. This whole thing is fucked for them. And, yeah, agree. And, and here's what's going to happen tonight. One of two things is going to happen tonight. One, she's going to go on the after final rose and be like, water under the bridge. It's fine. Greg, you're good. We weren't meant to be. I'm so happy with Blake or Justin or whatever. And it's like, like whatever. Or she's going to go in hard at Greg and perception is reality, and everyone's going to be like, you're not over him because you're getting mad at him for this, but saying all these things. And poor Blake or Justin, whoever's going to have to sit there and be like, well, fuck. Mm -hmm. That's where it sucks. I know. Agree. Did you like the season? I did. I did like it. I did too. I liked a lot of the guys. I thought, especially these past few episodes were really good. Yeah, I thought it was a good season. I really did. I agree. I think they did a, yeah. good, they did a really good job. Pumped for Paradise, though. Me too. And we are a week away. <laughs> Less than a week away. I know. Away. I'm so pumped. We just haven't seen Paradise in so long. I know. Almost Paradise. Oh, boy. Do you think that there's any way that Greg could be The Bachelor? No. No? I don't. I don't think so. I think too many people hate him. I thought you <laughs> loved the man. I mean, I did. You know what? You know what? I've said this a lot this week. I don't know why this yeah. keeps coming up. But, you know, you just sometimes learn the hard way that you think you know someone. Yeah. And then one day you just don't. Yeah. And that's just life. Ooh. It's true, though.
Nuggets of wisdom from Brandy. Um, what's the tabloid situation with like Greg and Bree hanging out? Do you know anything about that? I don't know. All these people. Huh. All these people hanging out with one another. <laughs> intermingling, <laughs> intertwining. Yeah. Doing sex. I don't know if that's true, but like I get it because I was there. It's power in numbers, dude. Like if you go out to a club with other people from the show, more people recognize you and you get more free shit. And, mm -hmm. you know, like they're just riding the wave of getting to be famous for 15 minutes, you know? For sure. So I kind of understand it in, in that respect. And also like a lot of people can't relate to like what you're going through. So if you, you want to hang around people that could relate to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I guess. I, I think it's more the, the, the other thing. I agree. But no one wants to admit, <laughs> like, like the, the second answer is the one that people are like, oh, okay. But that's not the truth. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, enough bachelor talk? I think so. I think so, too. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring this show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. You got any fave things, bro? Bro. Bro. I've watched so much trash TV in the past 24 hours. Yeah? There's so much trash out right now. Well, so let's take the trash out. What do you got for me? Okay. Have you seen this Love is Blind reunion no. thing? No. Oh, what? It's trash. <laughs> like, I literally lost three hours of my life last night watching this. Is it good it's trash insane. or bad trash? I'm not sure. I don't think it was good though, but it's great. It was weird. It was like love is blind, new episodes. And I got so excited thinking we finally had season two. Yeah. And then you click and it's just these, th these three episodes of this like two year reunion of everybody from season one. So I didn't really understand the point of that. Like, I want a season two. I want new people, you know, okay. but anyway, they bring everyone back for these three episodes and they kind of spin it as uh, like a two year anniversary party for the two couples that got married. Right. Yeah. So like Lauren and what's his name? Cam Cameron. Yeah. whatever. Camden, something like that. Yeah. And then the Barnett's everybody has to come and everybody shows up, you know, and then mm. like some people are bringing new people. There's like a bunch of people I've never seen there and I don't really get it. Did you know that Damien, so you, do you remember which one Damien is by chance? No. You know, no one's name. Damien was with uh, the really pretty, but kind of crazy blonde chick. And they, they went to the altar and then I think he says yes to marrying her. And then she's like, I can't. Yeah. 
at the end of season one. Like she, they go to the altar and they don't get married. Okay. Well, apparently they've like kind of still been dating for the past two years, but not living together and they're not engaged and they're not married. Um, and then supposedly this Damien character has been seen out with Francesca yeah. from Too Hot to Handle. Yeah. So is, is Francesca on this? Yes. That's confusing. It's very weird. And I, I actually feel so bad for her because she walks into this party and all of these girls are so mean to her. They're like, uh, does she know she's on the wrong Netflix show? Like she is trash. Like they're horrible to her. Yeah. And like, I, I don't like, I'm sure, she, I'm sure that they paid her a lot of money to do this. Cause I just don't know what other reasons she would have for going Yeah, because it's like walking into a shark tank. I mean, I felt horrible for it was seemed very awkward, but it's weird because like they show her at lunch with Damien. They're like drinking a ton of wine and they're like flirting, but they're just friends. And then he asks her to like go to the party with him, but she's like as friends or as your date. And they're like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and like doesn't give her an answer. And then they're like, and then they like come back and they're like, he's like just as friends and then we'll see. And then they go to the party and then she's kind of upset because she doesn't realize he's still dating Gigi. But it's like, girl, he said he was taking you as a friend. Like, what do you mean? So like, it kind of seems like maybe fake. Like the producers were like, hey, just go along with this. We'll pay you. You'll get on TV and then whatever. But by the end of it, I do think Francesca's really pissed about how it's all happening and how the girls are treating her and everything. I don't know. It's very interesting. And then meanwhile, there's this whole other side story that they don't show and don't really explain. Short guy. Uh, what's the short guy's name that was like trying to marry the older girl um, that wants Barnett? Uh, Mark. So yeah. apparently Mark. Apparently. So Mark and that girl, Jessica, they don't get married. Obviously, she bails on him. Yeah. Right. Apparently, Mark has turned into a player and was yeah. talking to LC for a hot second. And LC is upset because they were talking, and then all of a sudden he starts dating another girl and gets this other girl pregnant, and then is, and then proposes to this other chick who we never see because Mark doesn't show up. And the Barnett chick, Barnett's wife. I forget her name. She is nuts. That is a girl you do not want to get on her bad side. She was going in hard. She was like screaming at Diamond, who was trying to defend Elsie because this girl's friends with Mark only because she hates Jessica and just wants to be friends with the guy that Jessica screwed over because she hates Jessica so much for trying to steal Barnett from her, right? And they're all three just sitting here screaming at each other at this engagement or this anniversary party. Like, it is nuts. Like, just the most trash TV I've ever seen. Jesus. So many names, I don't remember. So is it getting a ding or not getting a ding? I mean, I if you watched Love is Blind, maybe you need to see it. Yeah. I mean, it is drama. It is the most hours? drama I've ever seen on television in one sitting. It's three hours? I think it's three episodes. They're 45 minutes each. Jeez. And I was like doing other things. Yeah. Know? I was like texting and like getting up a couple times. Like it's not riveting television. Mm but it is dramatic. Interesting. All right. And these girls are scary. Well, I haven't heard you talk uh, that passionately about anything in a very well, long time. I just time. watched it. It's very fresh. Yeah. All right. I mean, I assume you started watching F-Boy Island. Oh, you know it. <laughs> I mean, what are your takeaways from F-Boy Island? Because it's getting some really good buzz. Or I might be living in an echo chamber because all of my friends now work on that show. Yeah, I feel like probably a little of both. I'm only two episodes in. Yeah. So I'm not very far. But my 
first thought is like, I love Nikki Glaser as a host. Like she's awesome in this role. Love this for her. Here's my issue with the concept of this is like these guys get to say whether they're a nice guy or a fuck boy, mm-hmm. right? And then we're just supposed to take them at their word. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when they get voted off and they're like, I was a nice guy, we're just going to say, okay, yeah, you were a nice guy. I, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, no guy that says they're a nice guy is actually a nice guy. Like, that's the part of the show that's missing for me. How do we, like, get the nice guys and, like, catch them and be like, no, see, you're a fuckboy. Yeah, we need some checks and balances here. Um, exactly, Because, yes, like, listen, if you're going on a reality dating show, you're kind of a fuckboy. You're not a nice guy. Yeah, present company included. Uh, <laughs> there was a time in my life which I was a big douche, all right? And, yeah. uh-huh. uh, and, and I was the nice guy. <laughs> If you recall on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Also, it makes me LOL so hard that they have to say F boy every five seconds. Yeah. You can't just say fuck boy. I mean, it's HBO. Why can't we just say fuck boy? Yeah, I, I, that is one thing I have not understood, but whatever. <laughs> it's not like nice guys and fuck boys. It's just like varying degrees of fuck boys, really. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a three on the F boy meter, so, <laughs> you know. But anyways, I do love I love the concept. Here's the thing. They're all fuckboys. And women who are like that like fuckboys. You yeah. know? Like like mm-hmm. drop dead gorgeous. Those that's what they want. They don't want the nice guy. No. You always hear hot chicks being like, "Where <laughs> is the right guy? I'm just looking for the right guy. Where's a nice guy? Where is he?" I'll tell you where. He's in the fucking friend zone. Okay? That's where you've put it. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but anyway, it's so funny because Alon, who created the show, called me yesterday and we were talking about it. And I was just like, man, it's such a good show, dude. Like, It is a genius idea. Well done. Well done. And I agree with you. Nikki is a phenomenal host. It's so good. Like, you know, I had, I had to give him a little bit of shit because he told me about this idea years ago. And I was like, dude, you better put me on this show. You better <laughs> let me host this thing. So yeah. he was like, I couldn't put, you know, the, the joke was like, I can't have a fuckboy host fuckboy island, bro. And I was like, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. When she goes, uh, all right, ladies, you're going to be staying in this beachside mansion. And they're like, woo. And then she goes, and guys, you're going to be staying not in this beachside mansion. And one of the guys goes, oh, shit, man. I thought you were going to say that we're staying in this beachside mansion with the girls. And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the joke. And I was like, oh, <laughs> nailed him. Oh, it's too good. Yeah. I think she's funny. Yeah. Great show. I'm here for it. So yeah, having fun with that one. I just started season two of Ted Lasso. You never watched Ted Lasso the first season. No, I didn't. I need to. You really do. You really do. I know. It's, I mean, it won like every award in the world. I know. I know. And Jason Sudeikis got his heart broken by Livia Wilde and Harry Styles. Okay. So... True, true. We need to all be on Ted. We need to all be on Jason Sudeikis' side, and we all need to be watching Ted Lasso. But anyways, I just started the the first episode of Ted Lasso, and of course, it's amazing, but I will come back and tell you how great it is when I finish it. Oh, okay. Got it. I finally finished the season, the last two episodes of Physical. Did you ever start that show? No. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I loved, I don't really know that a 
that a guy would like to watch it as much, I guess, as a girl, because like, I think what's appealing about it is like, you're hearing, you know, the voice inside her head and like, I don't know, just from a woman's perspective, I'm sure it's probably a better watch, but I think probably the best part about this show is just like how it's stylized, right? It's like set in the late seventies and the wardrobe's amazing. It just like, I don't know, like it looks great. The, The aesthetic of it is really cool. And I really like that aspect of it, but honestly, I didn't really love the finale. There was really no like resolution and they kind of rushed through the end and you're kind of like, wait, so what happened? And it's over. Like, I I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't my favorite like ending to a show ever. It was just very open-ended and just like kind of eh. Yeah. Fun to watch. Yeah. I think the ladies out there will like it for our 14 gentlemen listeners. Maybe not. (laughs) Do you think we have 14? I don't know. Uh, that is a stretch. Is a bit liberal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I finally watched the new Suicide Squad. Oh. Uh, written and directed by James Gunn, who I'm a huge fan of. Obviously, he's done some amazing work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, doing a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So now they're bringing them over to the DC world, and. I don't know if I liked it. and ugh. Really? Didn't love it. I didn't love it. And it's getting pretty good reviews, so maybe I'm just way off base. James does the things that he does really well in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Amazing soundtrack. Very funny people. Really good writing. Mm-hmm. But there are some things as the comic dork that annoy me. There's a few characters that he's just made up to kill off. Mm. And they're just like big names for like one scene, which is like whatever. But like there's so many people in the DC universe that you could use to kill off. Why are you making people up? I didn't like that. Weird. Okay. The villain is weird too. I mean, it's so bubblegum colored that like it's just like what am I watching? It's a giant starfish with one eye in the middle of it. The villain's weird. It's an alien starfish and it's just uh, mm. tough to get into. Yeah, I don't know. It's good because it's entertaining and it's funny and it's like all those things, but it just didn't hit the mark, I feel like, the way that Guardians of the Galaxy did. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. So anyways, maybe half ding. Half ding. Half ding. Have you seen the new Space Jam yet? No, and I don't want to. Oh, me neither. What? Yep. What no. do you mean you don't want to? I don't want to. Why? The first one's good. But you know what? I said that about Jumanji and you freaked out. True. True, true, true. <laughs> but the first Jumanji, it, Michael Jordan? LeBron James. Uh, 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 I don't know. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah, I know. I just, ah, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I just, uh, you go watch it and you tell me what you think. Okay, I'm going to. Apparently it's on HBO right now. Mm-hmm. Only for a few more days. So I got to watch it this week. Yeah. I hung out with like a bunch of bachelor dudes this weekend. I saw that. Were you playing golf? Shocker. Yeah, we're playing golf, uh, doing some uh, some real hardcore white guy shit. Uh-huh. But it was for a good cause. We went out to Memphis for the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Wow, sounds fancy. We raised lots of money. I wrote a big check. That's cool. And then I got to walk inside the ropes, bro, with Ben Higgins. Oh, and What's got, that mean inside the ropes exactly? So like on golf course, like a tournament in the PGA tournament, they put up ropes 
in the rough where the fans can't walk in because you don't want, you know, that would be like mm-hmm. running on the court in a basketball game. You can't do that. Yeah. Got it. For the select few, they let hmm. they let them walk inside the rope. So like you get to be with them anyways. It was really cool. But it was really good to see Ben. Really good to see Jason. Jason Tardick's dad is a legend. He's one of my favorite things. <laughs> he is amazing. He talked so much shit to my brother because we were all no had this, way. We had this big like, <laughs> golf game. And it was amazing to see we were we were like drunk at the bar at the Peabody and it was just Jason Tardick's dad just talking mad shit to my brother and it was so freaking funny. <laughs> uh hung out with Cord Overstreet. Do you know Cord? Oh yeah, I do. I love Cord. Yeah. Cord gets a couple white claws in his belly and all of a sudden the Cordnado comes out and it's beautiful. <laughs> we, we made up that nickname. We went to a restaurant called the Kooky Canuck because it was like the only place open and the Cordnado was there and he ordered, I shit you not, four different entrees. No. And just and was like crushing all of them. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyways, good times had by all. And if you have any leftover change, give it to St. Jude's because obviously they're doing amazing things. But here's the thing that annoyed me actually. And this has nothing to do with St. Jude. I love them and what they're doing is beautiful. But we went to this big charity dinner beforehand, right? And they're just mm-hmm. auctioning off everything and people are just giving so much money. We raised like $900,000 a night. It was crazy. Wow. And, you know, and you're hearing all these beautiful stories of, you know, saving these kids. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, of course, we got we got to support this. And then in the middle of it, I was like, you know what? This is fucked up that we have to, as citizens, raise money for a thing that saves kids from cancer. This should just be a part of the fucking country, you know? I know. Like, our fucking tax dollars, let's take a little bit of maybe our the money that we use for our military and put it towards, I don't know, kids with cancer I, I, I there was a point in the middle of the thing where i was like oh, why the fuck are we doing this this should be a no-brainer that we are saving these kids you know mm-hmm. yeah what the fuck You're right so that's one of my least favorite things it's beautiful but it's like but no do it <laughs> country yeah do i know how to do it no <laughs> do i even know if it's possible i don't yeah but i feel like it should be me too. You know, you hear these these stories of like, you know, Katie had leukemia and we didn't have any money and St. Jude paid for everything and they saved her life. And it's just amazing that, you know, they really, they were there when no one else was there. And it's like, yeah, but that's, we should, that's, everyone should have that if that happens to mm-hmm. you, you know, like you shouldn't have to think about bills. What? Poor kids got cancer. I know. Fix it, America. Do better. Yeah. Anyways, I was thinking about this. I don't think you can sneeze when you're asleep. <laughs> quite the pivot you like that <laughs> yeah also i've never thought about that but i think you're right i never like because that would wake you up and i've never like woken up from a sneeze ever <laughs> oh my gosh i think you're right <laughs> yeah <clears throat> fascinating yeah think about it has anyone ever i don't know i've never because i happened this morning i woke up woke up really early and and then I and I then I sneezed, and it like happened like right <laughs> after I woke up, and I was like, "Huh? Like, what if that ha- if that had happened while I was asleep? That would be fucking terrifying." <laughs> 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 yeah, it was some normal dream, though. Then you just fuck. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh my god! There's nothing more terrifying than sneezing while I'm driving. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Especially when I'm going like 85 down the freeway, because if you, you know, your eyes close. Like if you, yeah. Apparently, if you leave your eyes open when you sneeze, your eyes pop out of their sockets. So yeah, I don't know if that's true. You feel, but... like, you feel like what? I don't know if that's true. Well, why don't you try it? Let me know. <laughs> no, well. no, 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 no. Well, I don't think it's no true. One, no one's willing to take that risk <laughs> yeah. to find out if it's true. <laughs> but oh yeah so when i sneeze it's not just one it's at least three if not four in a row yeah that's like a solid four seconds of my eyes being closed and my head down while i'm driving it's very dangerous yeah have you sneezed in a mask yet i don't think so oh, it sounds man. gross yeah it's <laughs> it's like farting in a telephone booth you know it's like Ew! you're you're uh. in there with it you know yeah. And every time I, I, it happens to me a lot, I feel like it's because I am in the state that is more diligent about masks than you are, than, than Tennessee is. So I'm just in masks more. And of course, with Sarah's health. But when I sneeze in a mask, I'm like, hey, mask, what the fuck is happening here? You had one job that was to filter out things to get anything in my nose. And apparently now everything's in my nose. That, yeah, like, how, how did it get in here? And if the chili flake or whatever that got in here that made me sneeze, I gotta hear the, maybe the fucking parents need to Guys, what's going on? Mask, do better. <laughs> oh, my lord. Started reading a book called A Town Called Discovery. Ooh, that sounds good. Really good. By R.R. Haywood. Hey, every author in the world, why do you have to do initials and then your last name? You know? Because it looks cool. It does. But like, was there some sort of like author convention that was like, guys, this is what we're gonna do? We're gonna do letters and then last name. Okay, like J.R.R. Tolkien, got it. Okay, J.K. Rowling, got it. S.E. Hinton, got it. Whatever. It is a thing. It is a thing. Anyways, R.R. Haywood. A man falls from the sky. He has no memory. He has no sense of self. What lies ahead are a series of tests, each more brutal than the last. And if he gets through them all, he just might reach a town called Discovery. So... It starts out with this guy who's falling in, like, the, in, he's just falling into the ocean from a very high height. And every time he falls, he hits the ocean, his legs break, and he drowns. And it happens, like, 20 times. And but every time, he, like, resets and he starts falling again. But he can remember all the deaths that he has. He figures out, you know, if I angle my body this way, I don't break my legs as bad. And then so, like, he eventually figures out how to, like, not die from the fall. And then he's got to, like, swim back to the ocean. And then the ocean, like, throwing up against the rocks kills him a bunch of different times. He's got to figure out how to, like, get through that. And then when he gets out of the ocean, finally, there's, like, a woman there that, like, shoots him. And then so he gets shot a million times. He's got to figure out all these things. And finally, he has to pass all these different tests. And then what you come to find out is that there's this whole town called Discovery of all these people that had to do all this stuff, um, survive. And n now what they're being used for is like bending them back in time to fix problems with history. Oh. And it's very, very interesting. Really crazy. And I feel like this is going to be a show. Anyways, a town called yeah, Discovery. Like a good show. Yeah. yeah. By R.R. R. Haywood. Fantastic. <laughs> That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Um, I feel like I haven't watched enough to talk about it, but I did start season two about her banks. Did you? Yes, I did. 
How far in are you? I'm like four or five episodes in. Oh, you're pretty deep. Yeah. I was feeling like the first couple episodes weren't grasping me. Does it get better? Yes, I like it. I, my okay, question okay, is okay. like, who's this show for? Is this show for kids <laughs> or is this show for 37 year old men? Like, I like, you know? No, I do know. Yeah. All these kids are fucking, they're at the country club just getting fucking tanked. They're 17 years old. In what world? Like, my parents met, were members of the country club. They wouldn't let me get fucked up there. I wouldn't be like, hey, let me get some oysters and a Jack and Coke. They would be like, no, you're 17. No. A bit years, no. They're all doing drugs and getting guns and like. Just, I know it's insane. I don't get it. Yeah, but I do love. I love the show. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Okay. I need to. I need to finish. John B. Get, get, keep watching. Gotta love John, John B. B. John B's dreamy. Yeah, and his girlfriend. Yeah, she's hot. So hot, but like, mm-hmm. how old? How old is she really? Wow. I mean, it's probably like a classic, like, uh, like you know, like the OC in One Tree Hill. Yeah. Like all those kids that played high schoolers were like 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared to be like, oh, yeah. she's hot because she might be 16 years old. And then I'm, a fucking, I, don't think. I don't think so either. Born in 1997. Oh. So that makes, how old is she? 20. So she's like 24. Yeah. See, I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. So it's okay for me to say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. How old is John B? Is John B like 40? <laughs> I mean, okay, you know that on Hannah Montana, the kid that played Miley's brother, yeah, Jason Earls, he was playing like a ninth grader and he was like 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you I know. You know that, right? Yeah. He's crazy. I know. Born in 1992. He's almost 30. <laughs> John, <laughs> my kid's almost 30. <laughs> I have told you. <laughs> he looks so good for 30. He's playing a 17 year old. What world is this? We're, and we're totally we're totally on board with it. He's like, yeah, I got finals tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Social studies class at recess. Oh. Fucking zombies almost 40. <laughs> almost 30. <laughs> Madison, Madison, Kiara. How old do you think she is? Oh, she's so cute. She is cute. She was born in 1999. Okay. So she, it's a little better. A little bit, but not really. Not a lot. Why didn't Sarah get on this show? She could have been like the little sister or something, totally you know? Totally could have, yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. When I, when I hear like, hey, we're listening, we're looking for like a 17 to like, you know, a 17, 18-year-old for this part, you know? Because I hear that a lot when Sarah's like, yeah, they're going younger. This is a good example. Fucking John P. is buying. Seriously. <laughs> this, is, this is common. Don't come at me, casting directors, with you're too old for this. John B's 47 years old. <laughs> 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 All right. I like that show. I just don't know who it's for. Because if my nephews yeah. or nieces are watching it, I'm like, really? I guess that's the same thing. It's not as bad as Euphoria, but. Oh, yeah. You know. That one was intense. Um, Question. Do you, I feel like I saw a teaser for the new season of Stranger Things. Yeah, it's coming uh, in the fall. This says it's official. There will be no new episodes of Stranger Things in 2021. Netflix this morning released a new 30 second teaser for the upcoming installment, which confirmed that season four will debut in 2022. Lame. I saw this conspiracy theory about Stranger Things. I'm going to do a bad job of explaining it, but I'm going to try. Okay. I love a conspiracy theory. Yeah. 
we all know that uh, Eleven gets adopted by Hopper, right? Mm -hmm. Hopper's kind of like his daughter. And then we also know that Hopper's daughter died years ago. Mm -hmm. So there's this theory that Hopper's daughter didn't really die. She was also part of that scientific experiment. experiment. They just like pretended that she was dead like they did with the other kid in the first season, you know, when he went to the uh, mm -hmm. upside down. The way that conspiracy theory works when there's like a flashback of Hopper with his daughter, she's got this one like stuffed animal. The next time you see that stuffed animal, it's Eleven when there's a flashback to her in the lab. Yeah. And Eleven's got that stuffed animal. Mm -hmm. The thought is, is that Hopper's daughter went there. Eleven somehow got it. And they are using Hopper's daughter. She's one of the most powerful of all of all these kids. And they're going to use her to go try to find and kill Eleven. And then Hopper's gonna have to make the decision uh, or, or, or have to witness both his daughters fighting to the death. Damn. I did a bad job of it, but that's kind of crazy. Right? I, I kind of hope that's not true. <laughs> no? What do you want to have happen? I don't know. I don't want Eleven to die, but I also don't want the other kid to die. I don't want anyone to die. No. You know? Just that ugly alien thing. <clears throat> yeah. The vagina looks like the angry yeah, vagina. One. Yeah, ugh. The demogorgon. Ugh. Disgusting. Yeah. Speaking of Halloween, you yeah. know it's coming up quick. I know. I know. I, I I need to start right now brainstorming some costume ideas. Same, 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 same. All right, wife tears. If you have any ideas, send them my way. I want to be prepared this year because I never am, and I need some good ideas. Yeah. Did you watch what? any of the Olympics? Uh, I watched some of the equestrian stuff. Here's my thing, dude. They got to fucking fly them horses all the way to Japan, bro. Yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. Why? Crazy. What Just, do you mean, why? That's too far for a horse. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Nah. She just said nay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So do you watch the equestrian stuff? I watched some of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, USA was Team Silver, which is pretty great. Yeah. You know, there was a time in which I, I, I mean, this is when I was younger when I was like very like, yeah, we got the most fucking medals. Like America. Now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like you guys can all, I don't care who wins, you know? It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, yeah. you're not invested. No, I don't. I don't know if, I, if my patriotism doesn't lie like hardcore in really obscure sports that we're good at, you know? I mean, that's fair. Like, I think that we should be good at basketball because no one else really does it. You know, baseball, probably. Is baseball in the Olympics? I don't even fucking know, dude. I don't even know. I'm not sure it is. I think basketball it is. is. Apparently, they were playing, like, three-on-three -three basketball. It's, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know. But there's so many obscure sports. You're like, who who's playing this? And also, can I just go? I'm going to go figure out the weirdest fucking sport, like hacky sack. There probably is a hacky sack <laughs> thing, and then I'm going to go win a gold medal because it's just so fucking random, you know? It is random, I know. It's not a good barometer for, like, strength of your country if you're, like, super good at underwater basket weaving. You know, like, I, that, that doesn't make <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, you're right. But I do want to say shout out to our golf team. We did really good. Uh, Nelly Corda <laughs> won, and... Xander Shopley. That was cool. Wow. The one that gets me is shooting. I'm like, really? A sport? Does it take any athleticism at all to shoot? I mean, it takes a steady hand. That's not very athletic. <laughs> You're right. You're not wrong. A skill? Yes. But athletic? <laughs> nah. Fair. Not sure. I kind of agree with you.
there's so many like ridiculous sports and then we have gymnastics where they're like let's make this so fucking hard you know like mm -hmm. wait hold on why are we doing this to 12 year old girls i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing why are you making them fucking do flips on a beam they're all it is not. we're all judging them like oh my god she fucking didn't hit the triple sow cow fucking off the beam <laughs> That's ice skating. Right? <laughs> it's a 12-year-old girl, bro. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with us? Oh, my God. Hey, let's put them in bathing suits. Make them fucking jump around on a <laughs> little balance bar. And when they don't nail the landing, we're like, oh, my God. What a failure. 12-year-old girl, guys. 12-year-old girl. All right? Honestly, I'm shocked <laughs> that you're allowed to compete in the Olympics under the age of 18. Yeah, I agree, actually. Like, I think it's great if, like, you know, you're so young and so talented, but I feel like by allowing that, they it has, like, negative effects of, like, overworking kids, in a sense, you know? Our world is so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's it's just, I just keep on going back to, like, aliens watching and just being like, oh, my God, look how weird these things are. Yeah. <laughs> They made up a game that's so hard to do, and they only let 12-year-old girls do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who Leah Blevins is? I'm not sure I do. She's an old friend of mine, uh, super talented, finally put out a full length, and she is Paul McDonald's significant other. Oh, I see. <clears throat> Anyways, known her forever, such a sweetheart and so talented. And she's got this like Dolly Parton vibe to her. That's just that's cool. The best. Anyways, the new record is called uh, First Time Feeling. And she put that song out a while ago. But I really like this song called Beautiful Disaster. So anyways, Leah Blevins okay. on YFT. Now that I'm alone. Where I do my best thinking And my soul has longed for more But the life and the style have left me so empty Cause you know misery works best with company Am I real estate inspired by numbers with a smile on my face? Was it? Yeah, she's she's got a super cool voice. Yeah, definitely a throwback to like old country used to used to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And she's dropped dead gorgeous. I got a I have a feeling about her. She might be the next big thing. Ooh, okay. Here's the thing. It's like will traditional country support her or will mm -hmm. she be cast to this alt country Americana world? And I don't yeah. know. Anyways, uh, her and Paul, by the way, they look like the coolest couple in the world. I can only imagine. You know? Oh, my God. My mom loves him. Oh, who doesn't? He's the best. Yeah, that's all you got? <clears throat> that's all I got right now. Do, uh, do you like Ingrid Andress? I don't know. Oh, what? She's like a newish uh, country singer. Okay. She, I loved her album. She's nominated for a couple of Grammys. Um, anyway, she's got a new song out with 
my buddy Sam Hunt. It's called Wishful Drinking, and I love these two together. You got to listen to Ingrid Andress if you haven't. We shall right now. I'm getting closer. I wish I got to do the snaps on this on this song. <laughs> Big snap guy. Baby, just for tonight, I don't want to have no closure. When I'm a couple in, I get out. I mean, that's great. That That is the most, like, new country song ever. You know, like, it's... Oh, totally. I can just, I can see being in that writer's room being, like, wishful drinking? Yes! <laughs> this thing's gonna fucking write itself. <laughs> for sure i like it though that's all i that's all i got okay you know next time we talk episode one of the of bip will be out i know i'm so excited can't wait to get cut out of that one very excited <laughs> no yeah there's some things they just can't cut me out of i don't think yeah i don't think, I don't think actually either. they have to hear me at rose ceremonies because i do have to host those right I don't know, though. We shall see. We shall see. Listen, just happy to be involved. Just happy to be there, you know? <laughs> I just can't wait to see little John and what he's going to do. He brings the energy. You got to hang out with him, right? I've hung out with him before, and we're actually playing the same music festival this weekend. Oh, that's so I'll I, see him this weekend. That's why I thought, I thought yeah. you saw him. Anyways, tell him I filmed a commercial with him, so tell him I say hi, okay? Okay, can't wait to do that. <laughs> Come on, man. You know the skinny guy with the curly hair on yeah. The Bachelor? Yeah, he says hi. The guy that you just filmed a commercial with, that guy. I can't imagine little John's filming a lot of commercials right now, okay? <laughs> now that you know that Leah Blevins is with Paul McDonald, you start hearing some songs that you're like, oh, this is about Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? That's so funny. So this one's going out to Paul McDonald. Oh. Yeah, no one ever wrote a song about me. That's just really sad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyone ever write a song about you? Um, I don't know. I, I dated a musician a long time ago that said that he wrote this song about me, but honestly, he was such a dick. He probably told a lot of girls that, so I don't know. Can we listen to this song? No. No? Right. I would rather not. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, well... Miss ya. Love ya. Miss you. Love ya. All right, YF Tears. Um, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Just to wash them off again. You could see that I was startled. When I saw you gazing from afar. Baby, I'll be your Bathsheba. You'll be my king. Thank you.
This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.